Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 89, 84. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and I count it an honor and privilege to share with you what God's put on my heart. And as you know, we've been studying the book of Job, and me and my wife are kind of in a quandary today because we um, misplaced our car key. And so we are kind of um, distracted. But we're going to go on with the podcast. And I just ask you guys to pray that Pastor Ron and my wife Ruth, we find the key and um, everything works out okay. Now, we're not going to be having our music section no more because God's in that church. Um are having some licensing problems with using some of the music uh, with Facebook and we haven't had the issue here but we're just going to now do our Bible study prayer request and and closing benediction stuff that we have God has for us to do but until we can get it all figured out so I apologize for that um, but we we were working with the premise of saying with the main church itself saying that it, we don't, we're not copyrighted and we're just using it and, but things are not working out that way no more Facebook's given us a lot of problems so we took the us, the management of the church and me as pastor of the church we decided to forego with online music being played and just do it within the church building. This to protect the church because we want the church to be here for Christ. And we don't want no problems. Even though we're not selling it, they're giving us a lot of things going on. Um, so what we're going to do now is go into our Bible study and as you know we've been talking about we've been talking on the subject of the book of Job and we're going to be starting in chapter 4 and we're going to be covering that and chapter 5 and so on and six and seven and that's where we're going to be talking about today and because it all goes together with the subject because now as you know guys in there as you know as we were in chapter three Job's friends were sitting and listening to Job then about what happened and even when he cursed the day he was born just like we would do when we're going through a hard time now Joe's friends came to listen and they listened to him about his trials and the storms and they just sat there alright and that's what good friends do they listen alright about our trials of life 
but now we find out that in chapter 4 that his friends are starting to talk to him one by one and we're going to begin with his friend here um, just trying to get the, the book open here we're going to start with his friend just give me a second we're starting with his friend El Paisa that's the way I would pronounce it and we're going to see what he is going to be discussing with Job. So let's go to the book of Job chapter number 4. And we're going to start in verse 1. And read to the end of the chapter. And then I'll break down what the Bible study is revealing to us for this chapter. It says, Then Elipha the Timite answered and said, If we, can, if we attempt to commune with thee, will thou be grieved? But who can withhold himself from speaking? But thou hast instructed many that thou hast strengthened the weak hands. Thy word have upheld him and was failing, and thou hast straightened the feeble needs. But now it comes upon thee, thou findest, it touches thee, and thou art troubled. It is not, it is not this thy fear? thy confidence, thy hope, and the uprightness of thy ways? Remember, I pray thee, whoever perished being innocent, or were, where were the righteous cut off? Even as I have seen, they that plow iniquity and sow wickedness reap the same. By the blast of God they pierce, by the breath of their, his nostrils they are consumed. The roaring of the lion and the voice of the fierce lion and the teeth of the young lions are broken. The old lions pierce for the lack of prey, and the stirrup lion whelps are scattered abroad. Now things were secretly brought to me, and mine ears received a little thereof. And thought from the vision of the night, when deep sleep fell upon men, Fear came upon me and trembled, which made all my bones to shake. Then the spirit passed before my face, and the air of my flesh stood here in my flesh stood up. It stood there, but I could not discern the form thereof, and the image was before my eyes. There was silence, and I heard a voice saying, Shall mortal men be more than just than God? Shall a man be put than his maker? appeared than his maker behold he put no trust in his servants and his angels he charged them fully how much less in them that dwell in the house of clay whose foundation is in the dust which are cursed before the moth they are destroyed from the morning to evening they perish forever without any regarding it does not their excellency which is in them go away they die even without wisdom 
And basically what Joe's friend here was saying is this. Joe's friend was saying this happened because of some great sin in his life. That's why you are suffering. Because they're saying if he lived right, he would be protected from this suffering. But that's not always true, saints. We discussed this in the beginning of chapter one. There's there's three there's two there's reasons why God allows some of this suffering. And the first one is is what is actually going on here. God is trying to prove to the devil. The devil came with an accusation. God's trying to prove to the devil that, hey, he's going to still not curse me in the end. And he's still going to stay with me. We even know at this point that Joe's wife told him to curse him. And he still hasn't cursed God. Okay. Then, sometimes God allows these things to happen to build our faith and make us stronger for something that's coming down the road and then sometimes it is like he said because they're not living right and God is putting the judgment on them but they don't really know what is going on and Job don't know exactly why this is all happening to him but let me tell you something saints God knows and God will help bring him through what is going on okay so in this case here he's offering judgment instead of helping his friend pray and find out why things are not working out like they're supposed to be working out okay and there's a plan there but we know already that Job is innocent. We know that Job is an upright man, lives for God, and shunned evil. And he even prayed for his family to be the same way. So these friends of his, especially Epipas, you know, it's got to be more loving, more listening, than being a brat right and basically I know I use that word brat but he is you know we don't need people kicking us when we're down we need people to listen and help us through now that's what chapter 4 dealt with now I want to go to chapter 5 for the second part of his speech okay Now, let's go to chapter, Job chapter 5. Go ahead and get your phone. Job chapter 5, verse 1 through 7. For the next part of what he is talking about to Job. Call now if there be any that will answer thee. And to which of the saints wert thou turn? 
For the wrath killeth the foolish man, and slayeth, and Eve envy slayeth the silly ones. I have seen the foolish taking root, but suddenly I cursed the inhabitants. His children are far from safety, and they are cursed in the gate, neither is there any to deserve deliver them. Whose harvest is the hungry eaten up, and take it even to the thorns, and the rods swallow up and their substance? Although affliction cometh not forth of the dust, neither dost thou spring out the ground. Yet man is born unto trouble, and the sparks fly upwards. Now, these first seven verses, basically, basically, because of the way Job was talking and didn't understand why he was going up and going through this stuff, when even cursing the days he was born. Now, he first, in verse 4, he basically put out there and said, you're suffering because of your of some kind of sin that you did. Now, he's calling Job a fool for sinning against God. Why would you turn your back on God? That's basically why he's saying he's calling him a fool. Now, I don't know about you. I'm looking for comfort. I'm looking for love. <coughs> I'm looking for understanding. I'm looking for someone to climb their ears to listen. Do really? Do I want my best friend saying I'm a fool? In fact, that's going to make me start to think, well, are they really my friend? Are they just there in my good times? And when I'm suffered, they want to come out after me? And unfortunately, you know, our friends and family, besides us, can be our worst critics. Alright? They see you living right, but then all of a sudden you're living right. They want to sit there and say, well, you were a fool. You were an idiot. You were a jerk. You're the one that disobeyed God. You know, they want to sit there and criticize us. Okay? But we got to remember. God takes what's good for us, bad for us, and makes good out of it. There is a reason why this stuff is going on to Job. And that right now is God's trying to prove to the devil that, hey, even if you do all this stuff that you're saying that you can do, Job will not turn around, curse, and die. Now, I want you to put yourself in Job's, Job's mindset right now. He sat there. He lost his kids. He lost his stock. He lost most of his hands. He lost the respect of his wife because she told him to curse God and die. And never said he lost his wife because we do know down the road at the end of the study that he has more kids. And we'll deal with that more so he would have to have his wife. It never said his wife left. It never said that his wife left him. It just said she told him to curse God and die. <laughs> so, but he lost his wife's respect. That's why I said he lost his wife's respect. He lost his kids. He lost 
the money when he lost his stock I mean his his livestock he lost the way he makes his money and you know basically lost all of his kids his houses and and storm damage and you know do we really want to hear the words coming out of Zep Paul's mouth saying hey you must have sinned something really big against God and you were a fool to do that how would you feel I don't know about you I think I would got angry and kicked the guy out of my house or what's left of my house because let me tell you something saints we might turn around and sometimes sin against God okay but we know if we sinned against God and God knows and I and if Joe's probably sitting back saying hey what are you talking about I got up every day I took care of if I did sin I asked God to forgive me I made sure my kids did that every day I lived I lived the way God wanted me to live I even shunned evil and then and he's thinking why are you being so mean to me when I need this help alright so basically his friend was too harsh you know but he is right sometimes God does punish of us when we are sinners and when we are sinning he wants to get our attention get us back right but in this case it's wrong and they need to listen to Joe okay now let's go to verse 6 and, and see exactly I mean Job chapter 6 to see exactly how Job handled this okay and we're going to look at verses 1 through 30 and it says but Job answered and said oh that my grief were thoroughly weighed and my calamity laid in the balance together for now it would be heavier than the sand of the sea therefore my words are swallowed up for the arrow of my for the arrows of my almighty are within me the poison whereof drinketh up my spirit terror of God do set themselves in array against me does the wild donkeys or bray when the, er, he has grass or lower the ox from his flutter Can that which is unsavory be eaten without salt, or in the, there any taste in the white of the egg? The thing that my soul refuses to touch are my sorrowful meat. On, on that I might have my request, and that God would grant me the things that I would long for, even that it would please God to destroy me that he would not lose his hand and cut me off. Then there, then shall I yet have comfort. Yea, I would harden myself in sorrow and let him not spare, for I have not concealed the word of the Holy One. What is my strength that I should hope? And what is my end that I should not prolong my life? Is my strength the strength of the stone? Or is it my flesh brass? is not my help in me and wisdom quit from me 
now Job is asking his friends some things here and then I'll cover these two when we get done reading to the verse 30 to him that is afflicted pity should be shown from his friends but he forsaketh the fear of the almighty my brethren have dealt deceitfully as a brook and as the stream brook can pass away which are blackish by the reason of the ice and wherein snow is hid wax time they wax warm they vanish and it hot and they are consumed out of their place the path of their way are turned aside they are go to nothing then perish the troop of Tempa looks and the companies of Sheba waits for them they are confound before they are they had hope they came there and were ashamed now we are not nothing yeast my cast down and were afraid did I say bring unto me or give me a reward for me your substance or deliver me from the enemy of my hands or redeem me from the hands of my almighty teach me and I will hold thy tongue and cause me to understand wherein I had erred was forcibly a right words but what does your arguing reprove do ye imagine to reprove words and the speech of the ones that is desperate which are winds yea ye overwhelm the fatherless and ye dig the pits for your friends now therefore be content look upon me for it is evident unto you if I lie return I pray you let it not be inquired ye return again my righteousness it is in if there is iniquity in my tongue cannot my taste discern preserve things now like I said there's two things here this brung in a lot of bad things in the pipe in Job's mouth it tasted a lot of things in bad taste in Job's <coughs> mind and stuff it's mine okay now first of all it caused Job great anguish in other words he was sad he probably was mad and he was riddled really really emotional and as we see he showed that he was really emotional didn't he you know how emotional would you be if no one would sit there and believe you and you're being called a fool you'll be called a sinner and you're probably maybe even more be called an idiot because you sinned against God and now this turned pipe to sobbing and crying and being mad and upset worried and all of this at the same time alright and it also we read it causes him to ask his friend to show me some pity but it seems like his friends wouldn't willing to show him pity because because 
They believed that he did it. They they tried, they judged, and they executed him to believe that he did it without asking if he did anything wrong. And you know, and he basically told them through the rest of the verse, say, hey, why aren't friends supposed to show love and pity when things are going on? You guys are not doing that. You guys are failing to help me get through this in my time to trouble. You need to start doing this to help me and not hurt me. Alright? Now, in verse 7, verses 1, and Job's going to still talk, and we're going to read chapter 7 of Job, and then I'm going to give you what it says here. Verses 1 through 21. And it says, there, Is there not an appointed time to man upon the earth? Are not his days also like the days of a hireling? As a servant earnestly desired to shadow and the hireling look for the reward of his work. So I am made to possess monthly invendity and wearisome delight are appointed to me. When I lie down, I say, when shall I rise? And the neighbor be gone, and I am full of tossing to and fro unto dawn on my day. My flesh is clothed with worms and clod of dust. My skin is broken and become loathsome. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle, for are spent without hope. Or, or remember that my life is wind, my eyes shall no more see good. My eyes of him that has seen me shall see me no more. My eyes are upon me, I am not. As the cloud is consumed and vanishes away, so he that goeth down to get grave shall come up no more. He, ret he shall return no more to his house, neither shall his place know him any more. Therefore I will not refrain my mouth. I will speak in the anguish of my spirit. I will complain in my bitterness of my soul. I Am I a sea or a well that thou sitteth and watch over me? When, I, when the way of my bed shall comfort me and my couch shall see my complaint, then thou searchest me with dreams and terrifiest me through visions, so that my soul chooseth strangling and death rather than my life. I loathe it, but I would not have always let me alone, for my days are vanity. What is a man that thou shouldest magnify him, and that thou shouldest set thy heart upon him, and that shouldest visit every moment of him? In the moment, how long wilt thou not depart from me, or let me alone? I swallow down my battles. I have sinned. What shall I do unto thee, or thou, preserver of men? Why hast thou set me as a mark against thee? 
so that I am burdened to myself. And why does not pardon the transgression and take away my iniquity? For now shall I sleep in the dust, and thou shalt seek me in the morning, but I shall not be found. <coughs> so basically, what happened here, Job knows that he did the best he could for God. Alright? Job knows he lived for God. And to his knowledge, he didn't do anything wrong. But now his friends are coming telling him that he did. He's vulnerable right now. They're calling him a fool. Because he's trying to tell them that he didn't do anything here. And at this point, his friends caused him to question probably if he did do something wrong. And it caused him to question God about why he's going through all of this. Now, we need to go to God and ask why. Some people say you shouldn't go to God and ask why. But we need to go to God and ask why. But the way Job is going, his friends set him up in a way to question God. Alright? And you know, at this point, the devil could, we don't say it, you know, we know that the devil is hoping that Job would give everything up and curse God. And the Job could be manipulating these friends on what to say to Job. Not saying he, they're saying it, but he's putting the thoughts in their mind and they're choosing to keep it. Okay? In a roundabout way, they got him believing that he did something wrong. And now Job is at this point questioning God about it. But you know what? Even though he questioned God, he kept serving the Lord. Because in his questioning, if you would be reading, he's venting and he's questioning. But he's asking God in a roundabout way for help. Am, am I right or am I wrong? Right? Mm -hmm. And that's what we need to do. So what did we learn here today from Job's friend's point of view? Well, when we go to listen to somebody, we need to listen and not judge. Because the Bible tells us if you got to take the beam out of your own eye before you take it out of your brother's eye. And if, and if you're going to talk to your brothers or sisters in the Lord that are suffering, <laughs> make sure, make sure you pray about it and let God lead you so you can view it proper. Because you can pray while you're sitting there. Yeah, they, they sat there and with Job and List and sat in silence with them. But that's the time when they should have been praying and asking for guidance. And let me tell you something, saints. I'm disappointed in Job's friends so far because they're not defending him 
They're cursing him. And that's not right. Just like Jesus wrote in the sand about the lady they caught having fornicational sex, cheating on her husband. And they asked Jesus to cast, to throw a stone at her and kill her. And Jesus throws something in the sand and says, All right, whoever is pure, let him cast his first stone. And as he wrote the things in there, and they all saw what he wrote, and they all walked away because they knew they had things in their life too. And that's what we got to remember. There's things in our life that we got to take care of. So we we need to take, we're busy taking care of our own lives than worrying about the judgment of others. And we also got to remember not everything happens because we're being punished. Sometimes it happens because the devil, God's trying to prove a point to the devil or God's trying to strengthen our faith for the, something bigger coming up. That's what we need to hold on to. Is going through storms hard? Yes. But God will bring us through. We just got to trust Him and wait on Him. And that's what we learned so far. So far we know that Job is hurt by what happened to his kids. He's grieving. What happened to his home and his business. He's grieving. And now he's now he's having to grieve his friends making them grieve harder by putting things on him that is not true, right? Mm-hmm. And that's sad. That's sad. Well, we're going to close real quick. I'm going to go through the list of praying. Um, we're three minutes o- over. Um, so we're going to go through the list of our prayer requests. Then we're going to pray all together. And then we're going to close with our benediction blessing and then our closing. So we need to pray for James Weaver for his aneurysm on his heart, for Laura Lee Weaver for her back, for my for Margaret for her relationship problem with her brother and for her leg, um, for Lloyd for his cancer and his coronavirus sicknesses him and his wife. For my brother-in-law Paul and Ruth as they close the estate and things go the way God wants. For for my friend Sean. um, For his unspoken and his mom's hip recovery. Um, For my friend Paul. For his back and for his business to be be more fruitful and that his daughter don't get coronavirus. For my cousin Sharon and all the things going on in her life and their family's life. Um, For my aunt Denise for her hip and her (laughs) back and and for things going on in their life and her surgery coming up. (laughs) And for Justina, for her, for her elbow and her sickness and her stomach and hitting her head the other day, falling in the shower, and for my grandma, for um, her eyes and ears and hip to get better, and for my cousin Lori and 
the situation that's going on in her family and things that need to be taken care of. For me and for my blood pressure, I think that's it. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just ask you right now to be the great God, to be the great physician, to be the great counselor, to be the great doctor, to be the great architect, to be everything that you are. We just ask you right now in the name of Jesus to come and meet these the healing <coughs> needs, Lord. And we need to pray for my wife, Lord, because she's sick right now, and my mom. And Lord, we just ask you to work these things out and touch and heal them. And Lord, we ask you to be with the ones that need guidance. We ask you to be with the ones that need need things, Lord. We just ask you to work all these prayer requests on this list out that were mentioned and added afterwards. We ask you in Jesus' name, amen. And we'll get back tomorrow's podcast um, in uh, sharing what you know, one on one. But we're going to close with our benediction blessing. And I'm going to read the fourth one to you today. It says, Now may God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of, of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us, work with his pleasing. In his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hebrews 13, verses 20 and 21. I want you to read that over your family today. It's Hebrews 13, verses 20 and 21. Read that verse and read it over your family. Pray it over your family and you'll see a change going on in your family. And on that note, I want you to be love one another. Be kind to one another. Help one another especially in, in, in these times. Um, and then tomorrow we're going to be picking up in Job chapter 8, I think through 10, and we're going to talk about, you know, uh, more things that Job is experiencing here. And on that note, I'd like to say God bless you and see you next time for God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 85. On that note, God bless you. I'm Pastor Ron Weaver saying God bless you. <laughs> see you next time for God's Internet Church. And have a blessed day.